0: Welcome to episode two of SR Fitness 365 podcast with me, your host, Scott Rogers. Now today we're going to talk about boxing, um, fitness and boxing, you know, various different elements about, you know, what, what goes on. Um, I've got a guest for you. His name's Ollie Ashton, good friend of mine, and I'm going to bring him in uh, and let's have a chat. How are you, mate? Oh good, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving up some time. No worries, mate. Can you hear me? All right? Is that, is that all right, Is All right? All good, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Perfect, mate. All right, mate.
1: All good. All good. How are you, how are you finding the old lockdown? Um, Not not too bad, mate, to be honest with you. I've um, been out in the sun this afternoon, which is nice. Um, I live with my family, so I've got people around me. I've got a younger brother, so we've been doing a lot of stuff together bit of sparring. Um, it's not, yeah, a bit, a bit of sparring, a bit of football on the back. garden. It's, it's not too bad, mate, to be honest with you. It's all right. Uh, I do feel for those people that are perhaps, you know, in like apartments or flats and they haven't got all a right. back garden or nobody to see, but myself, I'm doing all right, mate.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they're doing, mate. The, you know, the flats in London and stuff, Jesus. I know it's yeah, a little yeah. bit, might be a little bit easier now they can get out and about, yeah. and early doors, Jesus.
1: In this hot weather as well, it's, it's it
0: must be difficult, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I suppose I should sort of introduce you in terms of how I know you. So we go back a few years now, don't we? Um, we first met on a on a uh, spontaneous one when we were abroad, <laughs> weren't we? Both working our our uh, our stuff abroad, doing our seasons and stuff. Yeah, sure. that's true. Um, but yeah, I think we just, we just got along great. Like we've got similar personalities, and you know, we're into the same sort of things and stuff. So uh, we became quite pally quite quickly.
1: Yeah, it was back in um, back in two thousand and fourteen. That wasn't no, it flies that by, that. not it, it? That long ago, was it? Yeah, absolutely
0: flies right. by. <laughs> it felt like last week. Um, <laughs> I suppose the main reason why I wanted to bring you on is is your background really and what you do at the moment. And it would be great for me. Like I've had a little dabble in what you do, but it'd be great for me to kind of find out a little bit more about um, you know fitness and 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 lifestyle and and diet and stuff within the, within the sport of of boxing, really. Yeah. Um, Give, give the people, you know, that may not know you as such um, a little bit of an understanding of of your background, you know, your own your own fitness in boxing and, and what you do now.
1: Um, well, I suppose in terms of my own fitness, um, I mean, boxing's kind of in my blood. My dad's a, an ex-professional boxer. Um, so I was kind of brought into into the world, I suppose, kind of getting into boxing. It's been something I've done since a, a very young age. I mean, there's old photos of me when I must have been two or three years old with, you know, boxing gloves and headguards <laughs> on. Um, head guard. That I, head guard, and boxing gloves and that from, from a young age. Then I had uh, I had my first amateur fight when I was 13 years old, Crazy. Um, which I won. I got a, a trophy for being the best boxer of the night, which was nice. Yeah. That's um, good. Then after that, I, I started playing football, really. I, I liked being like part of the team and, you know, having the lads around and stuff. Um, yeah. So I started playing football, um, quite a decent level, which was, well, I'm, I'm still doing that to this day. I'm still playing football now. Um, didn't have the best season last year due, due to injury, but that's that's another story. Yeah. But, um, going back a few years, I, I started getting back into the boxing again. I was right, around 20 years old. Um, had another four fights. Um, won them all. I last boxed in 2017 at the Derby Arena, which was in front know. of 2,500 people, which was a great experience. I'm going, but, isn't it? Yeah, but then, then, then since then, I've kind of... Um, Gone more into the business side of it, kind of thing. I'm not not so much fighting myself. I just it's like still do a bit of training and stuff. But I'm uh, more involved in like the actual running running of the events. So me and my dad run shows in like the the Midlands. We do shows in Derby and Nottingham, and mm. that's kind of where I'm at with it now. I'm doing the more of the business kind of stuff, really. Yeah, and is that just
0: you feel like you? You know, you've got to where you want to do, or, or done what you want to do in in terms of your own boxing, and you want to concentrate now more business side or um, what situation? Because I say, you, what you're six six from six now, are you in your whole career? Five five, yeah, five
1: from five. Um, I think I think with me, having my dad that's been there and done that is is told me a lot of stuff how the game works, and um, I think like having that understanding and knowing about cutting weight and making weight and doing all this, all the politics of the game that. Boxing is it, unless you you are at that, the top level it is a hard it is a hard tough sport to kind of mm. make something of yourself you do need to be like signing with the likes of Frank Warren or Eddie Hearn if you want to be a full time boxer um, yeah. but going more into the, the business side of things um, I think that's more suited to me I've always been like acad- academically not like quite aware I've always been quite like I studied business in sixth form um, and I think it's all just like gelled together a little bit really and that's where I'm where I'm at now. And obviously, you
0: learn from me on the business side of how to sell tickets. Sell that tickets. To yeah, there.
1: that's
0: it. I taught you everything you know. Um, but no, all, all jokes aside, like so. Obviously, you, you, your dad's company and, and your company, Ashton Promotions. I know you've done you've done some big things, haven't you already?
1: Yeah, well, in the, in the Midlands, we're um, running big shows at like Motor Point Arena, where Carl Froch used to box back in the day. So we're working quite close. Well, he's our top boy, Lee Froch. He's uh, he's topping all the shows at... Motorpoint Arena, Lee Froch. Uh, we've got a big stable of lads down here, so we're doing the Motorpoint. Then we've got a Derby Arena, so we're doing big shows down here. Obviously, we've got the big shows, then we do the smaller shows as well. So you've got prism, like nightclubs and stuff, but um, it's, it's yeah. going really well, mate, to be fair. That's
0: nah, good, obviously. You, you mentioned Frotch and stuff, but what, what's he
1: like as a person, Carl? Um, I'm, I'm a lot closer to Lee than I am, Carl. I see, Carl, at, like the, the weigh ins and stuff, and the press conferences, and we, we chat occasionally. He's a, He's an interesting guy. He's got a lot of, um, a lot what, 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 what conspiracy theories. That's what you call them. Yeah, that's what they're called then. Uh, Colin Lee, both believe in conspiracy theories. It's always interesting to talk <laughs> about flat earth and stuff and the uh, <laughs> the talk about that kind of stuff. And it's all all quite interesting
0: to be honest. From what I make out, and I'd never tell him, hence why I'm hiding behind a podcast, but um, he's got what I like to call like self obsession threats where like you'll have end conversation, you'll be talking about a cup of tea, and he'd refer it back to to something he's done before. like you ever played Froch No, I've not. No, no. Where you watch it and you wait for him to say either like Wembley or or 80,000 people and you have to drink. I think think one thing
1: about Lee and Carl, they've actually got like a a really dry sense of humour. So I think when Carl does bring up the 80,000 thing now, I think it is like more of an ongoing joke. Like he he, he understands that it is a joke now. I think he actually says it. Just because he knows people are expecting him to say it, do you know what I mean.
0: It's mad, yeah. it? You just wait
1: for it. Any show
0: you watch, you wait, you wait, and it comes. Yeah. With you, you, that's when you know it's coming. But yeah, they, they um, are top blokes. They are
1: top lokes for sure.
0: Yeah, they they do seem it to be fair. Like I say, that's why I'm hiding behind a podcast. Sure. <laughs> I'll never be big time enough to meet him, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's how's it all going at the moment? Then, because obviously, I guess you're pretty much non-avoid with work and stuff.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's just a, a matter of waiting, really, isn't it? Like obviously, we. With our shows being in, well, the smaller shows being in nightclubs, I'm guessing they'll probably be like the last things to restart and reopen. But um, mm-hmm. it's just a, a matter of waiting. And in these these times we're in at the moment, like, it's, it's just what, what can you do? Like, there's nothing you can say or try and do that's going to affect or change anything. It's just a matter of waiting, really. Mm,
0: yeah, no, it's, it must be mad obviously it's obviously a contact sport and stuff. So yeah. like you say, it's gonna be probably one of the oh, last no. things to do. And then the looking doing um, like the
1: behind the closed doors kind of things, but that wouldn't really work for us as such um no. it's it's completely it's ticket, yeah, sales ticket sales stuff. Stuff. No. stuff. is completely different to where you can put a pay per view show on. We can't we can't really um afford to yeah, do that no. kind of stuff, you know what I mean? It's no. it? Back garden turning into a ring. I know, yeah, farm. it's all crazy, isn't it?
0: It is ludicrous. In. So, obviously, you, you work uh, a lot, alongside a lot of the boxing and stuff. Do you, do you get in, involved with – I know you've dabbled in boxing yourself,
1: but do you get involved in terms of, like, the training and stuff? Um, I do a bit of work at one of the local gyms. There's a, a gym called World Physique Gym there, Roz. um The guy that actually runs the classes down there, so he boxes on our shows. So, he, he doesn't okay. really have anyone to train him as such. So, I go down to the gym there and take him on the pads and do a bit of training myself. But um, not really, mate. Not, I don't really <laughs> – it's It's tough work it's hard work I'm pretty happy just doing the business side of just doing bits and bobs yeah. here and there do you know what I mean I uh, don't blame you man. I don't like to talk about it but I've had a couple
0: of fights myself yeah. but uh, nothing nothing big yeah. time I never bring it up <laughs> um, never lost which is always a good Undef- a big, undefeated uh, so, uh, mate. that's the main thing undefeated and I'll, I'll retire at that but um Uh, You know, I've done done some crazy events, like some 24-hour events, and I've done, like, the London Marathon stuff. But I'll tell you what, three rounds of two minutes in the boxing ring is, like, a different kind of level of fitness. I've Mm. never experienced anything like it. I always
1: say to people, there's no worse place to be in the world than in a boxing ring if you're not fit. you always think you've got someone walking towards you trying to take your head off. And if you're not Mm. fit and you can't get out of the way or you can't get through them rounds, you're going to get hurt. Do you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Honestly, I, I walked in there... Brass monkeys. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm fit. Don't worry about me. And I tell you what, I looked at the little clock. I know you're not meant to, but I looked at the clock and I was like, not even a minute. Yeah. And I thought, Jesus, I'm in for a slog here. But um, yeah, it's, it's madness, honestly. That level of fitness. And hats off to anyone who who goes the twelve rounds as well. That much sure. Absolutely grueling
1: for sure. They're
0: crazy, honestly. Well, I suppose what thirty six minutes. Yeah, thirty six minutes, and um, it, it's it's definitely a challenging old sport for sure. Obviously, growing up and, and always been a boxing fan and stuff. They always there's always one line that they all say and it always gets me. And it's like you know the you know the week before the fight and they go like the hard work's done. I'm thinking you ain't even been in the league yeah. mate. You still got to box them yeah.
1: out. But it's true what they say. Like the hard work you put yeah. in your in your training. Camp, People boxers you? do tend to say like the actual fight itself doesn't really tend to bother them too much. It's the actual training camp that's hard. they making the weight, making the weight. So they're the two biggest fights. The actual fight itself isn't the problem. It's the, the training and making the weight. They're the two biggest fights. The fight will have. That makes mm, sense.
0: That's what I mean. Like from the outside, you watch fights and you 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 kind of think you think things, but you you don't see like the the build up from no. behind closed doors. Or you, you, you make it one night
1: and think it's just that like, one night and that's it. You fight and that's it. But the the, the, yeah, the eight yeah, to ten yeah. weeks before that is absolute hell. Exactly. And I'd, lo-
0: I'd hope that one day, you know, someone would document a little bit more about kind of the build up. So people get a bit more. Renowned. I know you see stuff in the fields yeah. and stuff, but it's never quite no, what it is. It but, isn't, you're right. you know, the I I did a little bit of a camp, as you can imagine, before a fight. But I guess it was not even on a level of, of anything like what the pros do and stuff. Um, l- Talk a little bit about your fight and stuff then. Like what was kind of like build up like? Um.
1: To be honest with me, I, I always quite enjoyed it, like being into fitness and stuff. I always quite enjoyed going out and training for fights and stuff. I'd usually have probably a uh, an eight week camp, say, um, and yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Like I, I love the boxing kind of it the side of it, and I love the the running and stuff, but. Um, mm rest days. But to answer your question, I thoroughly I enjoyed training for a fight and stuff. I know a lot of people struggle through it and stuff. I, I'm, I'm the kind of person yeah. that enjoys putting myself through that kind of stuff and you know, having a shower at night and fueling yourself up. You, you feel good for it, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. so so a normal day then, most of them tend to hit the road early doors.
1: Um, I used to mix up a little bit. I used to, um, I'd either run in the morning and train at night in the boxing gym or I'd either go to the gym in the morning and run at night. So I'd kind of vary it up a little bit and um, mm. Mix it up, but um, yeah, that's what I tend, tend to do mainly.
0: The the other thing I thought of as well is like some of the big fights, like they they're not kicking off till sort of like half 10, 11 o'clock at night. Do they do they train specific for that at all? Like late sessions? It's something I've
1: I've never done myself. But I know I've I've heard of fighters that have done that. The, the gear, the training session times around the potential fight times. Like say there, sometimes fights don't kick off till half 11, 12 o'clock at night. So I'm guessing those fighters that have that approach will. Train at that time so the body can kind of you know gear up to it kind of thing
0: mm. yeah i did think that because that, that was always something i thought of
1: um in terms of, of
0: of you mentioned about obviously making weight there's there's specific diet things that you have to do to make sure the right calories are going into you you're dropping the weight and stuff but i suppose in your experience and, and being around shows
1: and stuff what tends to be sort of like fuel uh for a um, i know for my, myself i'd always have like a, a nice pasta dish um Nothing too heavy, just a bit of pasta to refuel. Then I'd just like go down to the venue and chill out and stuff. But um, um, I'm not too sure what other people tend to tend to eat at our box as such. I think um, everyone's kind of got their own ways. and have, like, I know some people mm. struggle to eat anything at all, the nerves and stuff, and they, they can't even stomach the food, they're eating yeah. food, and they chuck it back, back up again. I've heard of a few stories that people tend to do that. But uh, from, yeah. from my own experience, I do tend to just have a, a light pasta dish really just to refuel myself back up. Yeah, like I like say, dabbling back on kind of when I had a little bit
0: of an introduction to it, I was just when I woke up that Saturday morning fighting. Let's say like seven o'clock at night, that whole day just seemed to go so slow. Like you're just waiting around until uh, the yeah. time that you have to leave to get to the venue, and you know you can't really eat, and you're meant to keep busy and stuff. I think I might have even got a nando yeah. or something like that just to try, you know, get a bit of time um, ticked off and stuff. But
1: I can't it's, imagine what it's like when
0: they're fighting and sort of. I know it's such a such a mix of emotions,
1: like the whole. Not just the day, the day itself, like the, the whole week, leading up to one minute, you're, you're the top of the game, you can't wait to get in there, next minute, the rock bottom. Um, on the actual night, I know I tend to, people tend to do different things on the night themselves. Like I tend to sit in the... Well, when I used to box, I tend to sit in the change rooms, just listen to music and chill out. But then other people uh, prefer to go around and go out into the crowd and see the family and the friends and have a chat to them. And others prefer to stand in the back of the room and yeah. watch the fighting that's happening at the time and just be in the actual room. I just tend to literally stay out of the way and be in my own me- mental state kind of things if
0: that makes sense yeah no definitely people have yeah. different regimes and stuff didn't they? and different ways of getting themselves ready because it's one one thing i found um and one thing i can see as well is that it can be a very lonely sport oh, like, definitely. a lot of the time i know you? and you've got to have that kind of one self-discipline to to hit the gym and, and hit the road and prepare yourself because you can't really leave any stone unturned with a boxing match because like Mm. you say it's a very dangerous and it's not like
1: football where you've got Um, 10 teammates if anything goes wrong you've got 10 lads you can say what's happened here in boxing it's all down to yourself if you're not putting that work in you're not training you've only really got yourself to blame haven't mm. you
0: yeah most definitely it's it's a lonely one isn't it and you you can be you can be your own worst enemy in that sense like if you you start self-doubting yourself um, you're in a world of pain absolutely I've known
1: been into boxing since a young age and they've got to the age of 20 and they've washed up from it they just can't even commit to it anymore because it's so lonely and they've put so much time and effort into it and they've perhaps not had that lifestyle of going out and being around lads and having a group of friends and doing that kind of stuff that by the age of 20 they're just mm. completely washed up they've, they've committed too much to it and they can't even continue it it's really crazy, is crazy isn't it uh-
0: what what's the idea behind um sort of a lot of boxers they go away don't they to camps and stuff is that just kind of focus
1: themselves not have any kind think of distractions Yes, yeah, focus focus themselves I think it's mainly probably for people with um you know kids and family and to not have that distraction to completely take themselves away from it for that eight to ten weeks and they can focus primarily on boxing. Um, again, that's not something I've done myself. I've always just lived at home with the family. But I know a lot of boxers, probably more at the higher level, that do take themselves away for that long period of time just for complete, no distraction whatsoever.
0: Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Because it, like, like you say, it kind of takes over your life for them them 10 to 12 weeks. And you've got to have a supportive family in that sense that you can take yourself away and they understand why you're doing it. Because it, it all leads up to, to one night, probably what? Two, three yeah, times exactly, a year yeah. if you're lucky. Um, and you you put it all on the line for that because it's not something you can do in you know week Oh week no, out. no, no, no! It, it's, it's not
1: all. I think your fighters nowadays looking at two or three fights a year at that high level, aren't you? So if you can dedicate ten weeks away from the family just for that one fight, it's, it's probably worth it. You look at it that way, isn't it?
0: Mm, Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And what I've seen from from what's in boxing and stuff like you, the the training camp is obviously intense. And then you have that that one big night of the fight. What what's it kinda of like, you know, immediately after, even that night well, or, I, or the following week?
1: in my case I'd just go out with the lads and we'd all go downtown together and stuff. But um <laughs> I, I seen a video not long ago and it was Tyson Fury beating Wilder. And he said like obviously he struggled mm. with mental issues himself and stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But he said after the fight he just literally beat Deontay Wilder and all the millions of people that are watching, he just said he stood there in the ring and thought that's it, like, I've done it, like, what's next? Like, he, he, his emotions were so confused by what's happened. Like, he said he literally stood there and he thought, like, I've done it. But I, I, he felt, like, numb to the situation. Like, what's next? I've done it. Like, what do I do? Kind of thing. Like, it's quite hard to mm. put into words because in that moment, you've literally just been fighting, you've had your arm raised. The last eight to ten weeks, you've been putting your life through hell, your arm's raised, and you've done it. Like, what's what What's the feeling? Like, you, some people will be absolutely, massively overwhelmed. But he said he, he felt numb to it. He'd stood there and thought, that's it, I've done it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit crazy looks exactly. that way isn't it
0: I think he had that feeling as well when he beat Klitschko that time he said he? that's what um, pushed him out he into when
1: the, the first mental issue started out I mean that's what yeah, that's what caused it. Causes, that's for sure I think um, him
0: himself like I was never a bigger fan of Tyson in his early career, but obviously I think a lot of people, the same as me, have kind of grown to love yeah. him with his story and stuff and the documentary and, and to understand him a little bit more. Before, everyone just used to think he's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a prat when he was yeah, a Batman yeah. and all that jazz. Um, but now he's, you know, he's very real and he's very open with, with kind of how mm-hmm. he's been affected um, with, with stuff like that. And I think it's, it's getting, not, not acceptable, but a lot more people are feeling yeah. like they can open up on that side of things, um, which is amazing really with, in terms of like the statistics and stuff, but especially in men as well with opening up. Um, and it seems to be a lot of it sport, not just boxing across across the across the sporting world really. Um, and a lot of people can look up to him and see the journey that he's been on. And I think as much as boxing put him in that position, he's found that boxing's yeah, got sure. him out of it as I well. I think with Tyson,
1: like having that showman side, like to say that the Batman outfits and stuff, um, it always shows a side of him where he's always you know happy and energetic and having a laugh. But then when he did come out and say this about his mental illness and stuff, it made everything feel like a lot more real that someone in his position, uh, literally the champion of the world, probably w- what, worth millions of pounds, literally stood there and said, I'm I'm depressed, and I'm having issues. Like, And when people seen that, they thought, well, if Tyson Fury, the biggest, baddest, scariest man you've ever met, can't even handle his own... The position he's in, then it, it's
0: anyone can be in that position, you know what I mean? Absolutely, mate. I completely agree. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, really, in that sense, because like you say, with, with the teammates and stuff in, in other sports, yeah. you've got people around you all the time. Whereas for him, like he was apart from like his coaches and stuff like yeah. that, he was pretty much on his own in that sense. Um, but yeah, that's it's really interesting. It's to quite hard head round, isn't it? Really? Like when you think um, about it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's madness, crazy. absolutely. Absolutely crazy, but like say so now he's he's on a he's on a level. Where where do you
1: kinda of rate him? Number one without shadow of a mate, for sure. Yeah, you don't absolutely you don't not. anyone not on all. That I think Tyson Fury runs way every day of the week. I think if he was to box um, you know, Anthony Joshua and that I think is he's, um, he's got the number every single day of the week. Do you think that's gonna um, happen? I'd like to think so. It's one of it's one of them fights that uh, gets so much talk around it for so long and you hope it happens, but whether it does or not, I'm not too sure. But if it does happen, I'd, I'd back Tyson Fury every single day of the week.
0: It's just unfortunate that there's there's so much that you have to have in line to be able to make a fight. It's not like Tyson do yeah. you fancy, yeah, AJ do you fancy it. Right, let's go for it. It's all money all and politics. You know, Location and they'll be out in Saudi Arabia uh, where no one's going to be able to get streamed for less than 30 quid. I suppose the the other one that comes to mind in terms of that sort of scenario is the
1: um, the the Amir I Khan. So, yeah, that's break. probably one that I think won't happen now. I think that's probably probably gone. Yeah, but this is one that gone, hit, is pretty much still in the, in the pipeline, isn't it? Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. And if it does get pulled off, I can't see the ever being a bigger British fight than that, to be honest with you.
0: I can't man. I mean, yeah, everyone's just hoping and praying that it does happen at, at some point. Um, what about
1: sort of AJ and, and Wilder? Fury well, um, on number one. I think Wilder and Joshua. Well, with any with any heavyweight fight, it's just one punch, isn't it? Really, like the, the big lads are looking at 18, 90, so mm-hmm. If Joshua lands on Wilder, Wilder's going to sleep. If Wilder lands on Joshua, Joshua going to sleep. And, and that happens with Joshua and Tyson Fury. If Joshua lands on Tyson Fury, it could knock him out. Anyone can knock anyone out in that division. But Mm. for me, Tyson Fury is number one. And after that, you've got, you know, it's just a mixture of lads and whoever whoever wants it more on the night and whoever lands that one punch, I suppose. Yeah, most
0: definitely. I think the British level at the moment, British
1: heavyweights, it's absolutely booming. You've got like Joshua Fury. Dillian White's there, you've got Derek Chisora. Um, just under them, you've got like oh, Daniel Duvoir, Joe Joyce, Hugh Fury, you know, Dave Allen, Dave Price. There's so many big names, so many it? fights you can make amongst them a lot, but it's just whether the money's right, the politics are right. Um, it's, it's a shame really, isn't it? Like the fans come up with these fights in the heads the heads that they want to see. But whether or not they happen, it's just a, a matter of waiting and seeing what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Waiting game. No, that's
0: decent. obviously we talk quite serious in terms of bits and bobs and that let's let's get on to a bit more light-hearted talk and stuff um you've got another little project <laughs> on the go at the moment having you on your youtube sweet science i'm i'm hooked mate already and there's only been a couple of episodes so come on um, tell I'm, to me about i'm Keith I'm, Coach
1: Keith. I'm a character in this little sweet science project that me and a couple of mates have put together it's just a it's a bo- boxing mockumentary about a, a boxer that i train called dynamite dan who's play, played by my mate kenny um it's just a bit of light-hearted, um, you know, boxing banter. It's not just for boxing people, I want to add. It's, anyone can watch it and hopefully find it funny. But it's just uh, it's something that we wanted to film. We've got six, episode, uh, six episodes planned. And it's something we wanted to film all at once and release mm-hmm. on six consecutive Sundays. But we thought, you know what? Everyone's in lockdown. Let's just release the first episode and hopefully give people something to laugh about.
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely, um, it definitely cheered me up in that sense. Uh, I, could, I was definitely hooked, and I say uh, I, look forward to when you can all back, get back together and, and start doing it again. So where, Just, where uh, were search Sweet Science those,
1: uh... on YouTube, and it's uh, called first episode is called Introducing Dynamite Dad. So uh, you go and give that a watch, guys, if you yeah, got a spare fifteen minutes yeah. on your hands.
0: You got, you got a story and and where it's gonna go. Oh well, yeah, we've got we've got five more episodes
1: YouTube? left. So Coming up, we've got Dan's going, going away sparring to another gym, so we're going to go sparring some uh, professional lads, which should be interesting. Uh, eventually, he's going to have a fight at, at Motorpoint Point Arena, um, but that's all I can <laughs> give way up to yet, yeah, really. So, if people want to find out, let's tune in and subscribe.
0: Yeah, you got
1: yeah, Dinoite, so exclusive. Coming for everybody.
0: Yeah, and old coach Keith is a, is a, a
1: man of many tricks, isn't he? He's, he's, spoken he's to not, a he's not just a boxing coach, he's a fitness instructor, um, all-round philosopher of life. That's what I think his, his title is now. He's not coming he's, me. He, he could, he could do, do, mate, if he, he wants to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a look at that, mate. Um, but no, that's brilliant. So, yeah, Sweet Science on YouTube. Um, I say I watch it and it's, it's brilliant so I'd, I'd definitely highly recommend it to anyone else and uh, i'll put the link in after this as well um uh, for people to go ahead and watch that but that's brilliant mate um I've, obviously i appreciate you you giving up a bit of time talk to me about it and and talk to me especially about like training camps and stuff and and your element side of it as well and hopefully mate we can um i know, we can get a show on soon um everyone's missing boxing i don't know about you but I'm missing it at no end, you know. I love, I love watching a fight, and it's it's an easy way to get the boys together on a on a Saturday and girls. I agree, mate. Fingers crossed for really. it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But yeah, you stay safe and um, keep yourself keep yourself occupied. No, that's right, yourself mate. Here, Thanks and, a lot. Uh, we'll speak, speak soon, to you mate. Much. Cheers, pal. See you next time. Bye, bye. There we go. That was episode two of SR Fitness three six five podcast. Um, appreciate Ollie coming on and and sharing a few stories with us. It was great to get a bit more of an understanding of boxing what goes on in the fitness world and 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 everything else that we discussed so thanks very much for listening stay tuned for episode three you can find me on instagram srfitness365 twitter and youtube but yeah give us a follow give us a thumbs up and uh, we will see you next time and don't forget to share it with a friend take care stay safe see you soon